Welcome everyone, you're listening to Punchline, the show that brings you poetry and perspective for the young and the young at heart. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet. Now let's get started. I need to make something clear. Food waste is probably the dumbest problem in our world today. Canadians waste almost 400 kilograms of food per person, one of the world's highest totals. Today on Punchline, I'll be gnawing away at this problem that would make our grandparents ashamed of us, give you some helpful tips on how you can reduce the amount of food you throw away, and hopefully convince you to care more about your trash. kilograms per person. Just, wow. That's about $1,700 per household in a country where 4 million people already struggle to have at least a decent breakfast and dinner. I remember when I would go on cruises with my family, and we'd hit the buffet pretty much every morning like everybody else. People were taking huge heaps of food. I mean... It is all you can eat, right? But sometimes people's eyes were way bigger than their stomachs. And when they left three slices of toast and a breakfast sandwich behind on their plate after they left the room, for some reason, it made me pretty angry. The waiter would come around and pick up the plate, then take it to the back galley to throw it all out. Or dump the plate's contents into the first trash can that they could find. All that food just gone. Hospitals, restaurants, and other institutions contribute around 13% of avoidable food waste. But the truth is, best before doesn't mean awful after. Like I said, all of this waste is avoidable, and we have to pick up the pace. Feeling like this is a bit too big of a problem for you to tackle? Okay, honestly, same. But there are small things that we can all do and simple habits that we can change. If we each do something to work towards a cleaner future, slowly but surely, this issue could easily melt away. Here are my top five tips to reduce your food waste and carbon footprint. Tip number one, shop smart. When my mom makes the grocery list, she lets everyone, including my grandparents, pitch in. This way, we end up buying only the essentials, enough food for everyone, and each of us has a say in what ends up on the table. You not only save money this way, but get everything done in pretty much one trip. The less often my mom has to go to the store, the better. And say thank you to whoever buys the groceries in your house. They're going out of their way to do everyone a huge favor in this time of social distancing. Tip number two. Don't be a perfectionist. Okay, when I was little, I was such a picky eater. I ate like a bird. Thank goodness those days are over. Now to make up for lost time. If the apple that I'm about to eat has a small scratch on it, I'm not really going to complain. If the food is not well into expiration, doesn't smell bad, or look like it's rotting, best not throw it away just yet. 
and eat it as soon as possible if you can. Appreciate the food you're eating right now and don't overlook perfectly good food. Tip number three, store food correctly. In my house, we always have some small clips, airtight jars and containers lying around ready to go for things like bags of chips, popcorn, and other snacks. Buy more products with resealable packaging. Also, if it comes in a box, close the box and screw on the lid properly. Store fresh fruits, vegetables, and meat products in the fridge or freezer to make them last longer and extend their, their life. My family tries to always remember to put the older food in the fridge at the front and the newer items in the back so we don't forget about the food that we should eat first. Tip number four, learn to preserve. Pickling, drying, canning, fermenting, freezing, and curing are all methods you can use to make food last longer and reduce waste. Smoothies are a go-to for me, using extra fruit, veggies, and milk. And there are so many easy recipes to try that you can do in literally under five minutes with your leftovers. Tip number five, get creative in the kitchen. Look up new ways to cook with those leftovers and odd items that you can't seem to fit into any other meal. My mom and I love baking and trying out new recipes. Our favorite so far is probably the coconut cake that we made with leftover coconut milk, flour, and other simple ingredients. It was incredible, let me tell you. And there are so many ideas floating around online to inspire you to turn your leftover ingredients into something enjoyable. Even minimal changes to the way you shop, cook, and eat food will help reduce your impact on the environment. It doesn't have to be difficult. With a small amount of effort, you can cut your food waste dramatically, save money and time, and help take some pressure off of our planet. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Punchline is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. pretty much everything that I've said so far. Good food brings people together, sharing common ground and tastes. Suddenly, neighbors and friends become family. See, I told you it was short, but I think it really packs a punch when it comes to the importance of food security literally securing that bag of bread everyone keeps talking about. After weeks of concern about shortages in grocery stores and mad scrambles to find the last box of pasta or toilet paper roll, many of the nation's largest farms are struggling with another huge effect of the pandemic. They're being forced to destroy tens of millions of pounds of fresh food that they can no longer sell. The closing of restaurants, hotels, and schools has left some farmers with no buyers for more than half of their crops. The amount of waste is 
Look, get this. Farmers are dumping as many as 3.7 million gallons of milk each day. A single chicken processor is crushing about three quarters of a million unhatched eggs every single week. There are many ways that waste can be cut. Better coordination between farmers and processors, changes to crop insurance, clearer date codes, improved safety assessments for donated food and liability reform could all help keep nutrition out of the garbage and instead on somebody's plate. But regardless of what you hear, this pandemic is not in any way an equalizer. It is attacking the most vulnerable and economically disadvantaged people. Neighborhoods that don't have access to good quality and affordable food are labeled as food deserts. No, they don't have sand dunes and a cactus and palm trees. <laughs> they don't look like the scenes straight out of Star Wars The Force Awakens. But they have the same idea. These neighborhoods are often considered to be socially distressed, characterized by low average household incomes. Ignored, vast spaces that seemed like they go on forever, but with no visible hope in sight at all. If policymakers want to improve the health, productivity, and prosperity of communities within their jurisdictions, Addressing the existence of these food deserts is really important. In Toronto and the GTA, food deserts have become a prominent feature of the city's inner suburbs and priority neighborhoods. Citizens who live in these communities primarily depend on public transit or walking to access grocery stores and healthy food. Inuit, First Nations, and Métis communities across North America experience around five to six times higher levels of food insecurity than the Canadian national average. Similarly, household food insecurity rates of 70% have been documented in Northern Ontario. Food insecurity in the North is a huge problem and no one is talking about it. We need Nutrition North Canada to step up and we need our whole country to step up to help all of these people. Don't know what to do with all the extra food you don't need in the house? Take that step today, take that step up, and make a donation to your local food bank or donate money online. Food truly brings people together and sharing common ground and tastes and suddenly your neighbors and friends will become family. Let's feed our families filling up plates and hearts while we're at it. Well, it looks like you've beat me to the punchline. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet, and thanks for joining me this week. Make sure to visit my YouTube channel, Hannah Flores, the poet, where you can subscribe for more exclusive video updates, short films, and poems. Keep up with Punchline on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd appreciate shares across all platforms. Or, if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out my Twitter, at HannahThePoet1, or my Instagram, at HannahFloresThePoet, for more information. And drop in some things you want me to discuss in the future. 
Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Punchline with Hannah Flores, the poet.